Chapter Eleven of Jerusalem to Revelations, a Quartet of Spiritual Experience, by William Blake and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Jerusalem, Part Eleven. But loss beheld the divine vision among the flames of the furnaces. Therefore he lived and breathed in hope, but his tears fell incessant, because his children were closed from him apart, and Enithama dividing in fierce pain. Also the vision of God was closed in clouds of Albion spectres, that loss in despair oft sat, and often pondered on death eternal in fierce shudders upon the mountains of albion walking and in the vales in howlings fierce then to his anvils turning anew began his labours though in terrible pains jehovah stood among the druids in the valley of annandale when the four zoas of albion the four living creatures the cherubim of albion tremble before the spectre in the starry harness of the plough of nations and their names are urizen and luva and Thamas and athona luva slew thamas the angel of the tongue and albion brought him to justice in his own city of paris denying the resurrection then vala the wife of albion who is the daughter of luva took vengeance twelvefold among the chaotic rocks of the druids where the human victims howl to the moon and thor and friga dance the dance of death contending with jehovah among the cherubim the chariot wheels filled with eyes rage along the howling valley in the dividing of reuben and benjamin bleeding from chester's river the giants and the witches and the ghosts of albion dance with thor and friga and the fairies lead the moon along the valley of cherubim bleeding in torrents from mountain to mountain a lovely victim and jehovah stood in the gates of the victim and he appeared a weeping infant in the gates of birth in the midst of heaven the cities and villages of albion became rock and sand unhumanized the druid sons of albion and the heavens 
a void around unfathomable no human form but sexual and a little weeping infant pale reflected multitudinous in the looking-glass of Enithamon, on all sides around in the clouds of the female on albion's cliffs of the dead such the appearance in cheviot in the divisions of reuben when the cherubim hid their heads under their wings in deep slumbers when the druids demanded chastity from woman and all was lost how can the female be chased of thou stupid druid cried Lot, without the forgiveness of sins in the merciful clouds of jehovah and without the baptism of repentance to wash away calumnies and the accusations of sin that each may be pure in their neighbour's sight oh when shall jehovah give us victims from his flocks and herds instead of human victims by the daughters of albion and canaan then laughed gwendolen and her laughter shook the nations and families of the dead beneath Beulah, from Tyburn to Golgotha, and from Ireland to Japan. Furious her lions and tigers and wolves sport before loss on the Thames and Medway. London and Canterbury groan in pain. Loss knew not yet what was done he thought it was all in vision in visions of the dreams of beulah among the daughters of albion therefore the murder was put apart in the looking-glass of enithamon he saw in vala's hand the druid knife of revenge and the poison-cup of jealousy, and thought it a poetic vision of the atmospheres. Till Canaan rolled apart from Albion across the Rhine, along the Danube, and all the land of Canaan, suspended over the valley of Chibiot, from Bashan to Tyre, and from Troy to Gaza of the Amalekite. And Reuben fled, with his head downwards among the caverns of the mundane shell which froze on all sides round canaan on the vast expanse where the daughters of albion weave the web of ages and generations folding and unfolding it like a veil of cherubim and sometimes it touches the earth's summit and sometimes spreads abroad into the indefinite spectre who is the rational power then all the daughters of albion became one before loss even vala 
and she put forth her hand upon the looms in dreadful howlings till she vegetated into a hungry stomach and a devouring tongue her hand is a court of justice her feet two armies in battle storms and pestilence in her locks and in her loins earthquake and fire and the ruin of cities and nations and families and tongues she cries the human is but a worm and thou o male thou art thyself female a male her breeder of seed a son and husband and lo the human divine is woman's shadow a vapour in the summer's heat go assume papal dignity thou spectre thou male harlot arthur divide into the kings of europe in times remote o woman born and woman nourished and woman educated and woman scorned wherefore art thou living and woman educated and woman scorned wherefore art thou living said loss and man cannot live in thy presence art thou vala the wife of albion o thou lovely daughter of luva all quarrels arise from reasoning the secret murder and the violent manslaughter these are the spectre's double cave the sexual death living on accusation of sin and judgment to freeze love and innocence into the gold and silver of the merchant without forgiveness of sin love is itself eternal death then the spectre drew valour into his bosom magnificent terrific glittering with precious stones and gold with garments of blood and fire he wept in deadly wrath of the spectre in self-contradicting agony crimson with wrath and green with jealousy dazzling with love and jealousy immingled and the purple of the violet darkened deep over the plough of nations thundering in the hand of albion's spectre a dark hermaphrodite they stood frowning upon london's river and the distaff and spindle in the hands of vala with the flax of human miseries turned fierce with the lives of men along the valley 
as reuben fled before the daughters of albion taxing the nations darby peak yawned a horrid chasm at the cries of gwendolen and at the stamping feet of ragan upon the flaming treadles of her loom that drop with crimson gore with the loves of albion and canaan opening along the valley of rephaim weaving over the caves of machpelah to decide two worlds with a great decision a world of mercy and a world of justice the world of mercy for salvation to cast louver into the wrath and albion into the pity in the two contraries of humanity and in the four regions for in the depths of albion's bosom in the eastern heaven they sound the clarion strong they chain the howling captives they cast the lots into the helmet they give the oath of blood in lambeth they vote the death of luva and they nailed him to albion's tree in bath they stained him with poisonous blue they inwove him in cruel roots to die a death of six thousand years bound round with vegetation the sun was black and the moon rolled a useless globe through britain then left the sons of urizen the plough and harrow the loom the hammer and the chisel and the rule and compasses from london fleeing they forged the sword on chibiot the chariot of war and the battle-axe the trumpet fitted to mortal battle and the flute of summer in annandale and all the arts of life they changed into the arts of death in albion the hour-glass contemned because its simple workmanship was like the workmanship of the plowman and the water-wheel that raises water into cisterns broken and burned with fire because its workmanship was like the workmanship of the shepherd and in their stead intricate wheels invented wheel without wheel to perplex youth in their outgoings and to bind to labours in albion of day and night the myriads of eternity that they make grind and polish brass and iron hour after hour laborious task kept ignorant of its use that they might spend the days of wisdom in sorrowful drudgery to obtain a scanty pittance of bread in ignorance 
to view a small portion and think that all and call it demonstration blind to all the simple rules of life now now the battle rages round thy tender limbs o bala now smile among thy bitter tears now put on all thy beauty is not the wound of the sword sweet and the broken bone delightful wilt thou now smile among the scythes when the wounded groan in the field we were carried away in thousands from london and in tens of thousands from westminster and marybone in ships closed up chained hand and foot compelled to fight under the iron whips of our captains fearing our officers more than the enemy lift up thy blue eyes bala and put on thy sapphire shoes o melancholy magdalen behold the morning over maiden break gird on thy flaming zone descend into the sepulchre of canterbury scatter the blood from thy golden brow the tears from thy silver locks shake off the waters from thy wings and the dust from thy white garments remember all thy feigned terrors on the secret couch of lambeth's vale when the sun rose in glowing morn with arms of mighty hosts marching to battle who was wont to rise with urizen's harps girt as a sower with his seed to scatter life abroad over albion arise o vala bring the bow of urizen bring the swift arrows of light how rage the golden horses of urizen compelled to the chariot of love compelled to leave the plough to the ox to snuff up the winds of desolation to trample the cornfields in boastful neighings this is no gentle harp this is no warbling brook nor shadow of a myrtle tree but blood and wounds and dismal cries and shadows of the oak and heart laid open to the light by the broad grisly sword and bowels hid in hammered steel ripped quivering on the ground call forth thy smiles of soft deceit call forth thy cloudy tears we hear the sighs in trumpet shrill when morn shall blood renew so sang the spectre sons of albion round louvre's stone of trial mocking and deriding 
at the writhings of their victim on Salisbury, drinking his emanation in intoxicating bliss, rejoicing in giant dance. For a spectre has no emanation but what he imbibes from deceiving a victim. Then he becomes her priest, and she his tabernacle, and his oak grove, till the victim ran the woven veil in the end of his sleep, when Jesus calls him from his grave. Howling, the victims on the druid altars yield their souls to the stern warriors. Lovely sport the daughters round their victims, drinking their lives in sweet intoxication. Hence arose from bath soft, deluding odours, in spiral volutions, intricately winding over Albion's mountains, a feminine, indefinite, cruel delusion astonished terrified and in pain and torment sudden they behold their own parent the emanation of their murdered enemy become their emanation and their temple and tabernacle they knew not this vala was their beloved mother vala albion's wife terrified at the sight of the victim at his distorted sinews the tremblings of vala vibrate through the limbs of albion's sons while they rejoice over luva in mockery and bitter scorn sudden they become like what they behold in howlings and deadly pain spasms smite their features sinews and limbs pale they look on one another they turn contorted their iron necks bend unwilling towards luva their lips tremble their muscular fibres are tramped and smitten they become like what they behold yet immense in strength and power in awful pomp and gold in all the precious unhewn stones of eden they build a stupendous building on the plain of salisbury with chains of rocks round london stone of reasonings of unhewn demonstrations in labyrinthine arches mighty eurism the architect through which the heavens might revolve and eternity be bound in their chain labour unparalleled a wondrous rocky world of 
cruel destiny rocks piled on the rocks reaching the stars stretching from pole to pole the building is natural religion and its altars natural morality a building of eternal death whose proportions are eternal despair here vala stood turning the iron spindle of destruction from heaven to earth howling invisible but not invisible her two covering cherubs afterwards named voltaire and rousseau two frowning rocks on each side of the cove and stone of torture frozen sons of the feminine tabernacle of bacon newton and locke for louva is france the victim of the spectres of albion lost beheld in terror he poured his loud storms on the furnaces the daughters of albion clothed in garments of needlework stripped them off from their shoulders and bosoms they lay aside their garments they sit naked upon the stone of trial the knife of flint passes over the howling victim his blood gushes and stains the fair side of the fair daughters of albion they put aside his curls they divide his seven locks upon his forehead they bind his forehead with thorns of iron they put into his hand a reed they mock saying behold the king of canaan whose are seven hundred chariots of iron they take off his vesture whole with their knives of flint but they cut asunder his inner garment searching with their cruel fingers for his heart and there they enter in pomp in many tears and there they erect a temple and an altar they pour cold water on his brain in front to cause lids to grow over his eyes in veils of tears and caverns to freeze over his nostrils while they feed his tongue from cups and dishes of painted clay glowing with beauty and cruelty they obscure the sun and the moon no eye can look upon them ah alas at the sight of the victim and at sight of those who are smitten all who see become what they behold their eyes are covered with veils of tears and their nostrils and tongues shrunk up their ear bent outwards as their victim so are they 
in the pangs of unconquerable fear amidst delights of revenge earth-shaking and as their eye and ear shrunk the heavens shrunk away the divine vision became first a burning flame then a column of fire then an awful fiery wheel surrounding earth and heaven and then a globe of blood wandering distant in an unknown night afar into the unknown night the mountains fled away six months of mortality a summer and six months of mortality a winter the human form began to be altered by the daughters of albion and the perceptions to be dissipated into the indefinite becoming a mighty polypus named albion's tree they tie the veins and nerves into two knots and the seed into a double knot they look forth the sun is shrunk the heavens are shrunk away into the far remote and the trees and mountains withered into indefinite cloudy shadows in darkness and separation by invisible hatreds adjoined they seem remote and separate from each other and yet are a mighty polypus in the deep as the mistletoe grows on the oak so albion's tree on eternity lo he who will not commingle in love must be adjoined by hate they look forth from stonehenge from the cove round london stone they look on one another the mountain calls out to the mountain plinlimon shrunk away snowden trembled the mountains of wales and scotland beheld the descending war the routed flying red run the streams of albion thames is drunk with blood as gwendolen cast the shuttle of war as campbell returned the beam the humber and the seven are drunk with the blood of the slain london feels his brain cut round edinburgh's heart is circumscribed york and lincoln hide among the flocks because of the griding knife worcester and hereford oxford and cambridge reel and stagger overwearied with howling wales and scotland alone sustain the fight the inhabitants are sick to death they labour to divide into days and nights 
the uncertain periods and into weeks and months in vain they send the dove and raven and in vain the serpent over the mountains and in vain the eagle and lion over the fourfold wilderness they return not but generate in rocky places desolate they return not but build a habitation separate from man the sun forgets his course like a drunken man he hesitates upon the chesildon hills thinking to sleep on the seven in vain he is hurried afar into an unknown night he bleeds in torrents of blood as he rolls through heaven above he chokes up the paths of the sky the moon his leprous as snow trembling and descending down seeking to rest on high mona scattering her leprous snows in flakes of disease over albion the stars flee remote the heaven is iron the earth is sulphur and all the mountains and hills shrink up like a withering gourd as the senses of men shrink together under the knife of flint in the hands of albion's daughters among the druid temples by those who drink their blood and the blood of their covenant and the twelve daughters of albion united in rahab and tirzah a double female and they drew out from the rocky stones fibres of light to weave for every female is a golden loom the rocks are opaque hardnesses covering all vegetated things and as they wove and cut from the looms in various divisions stretching over europe and asia from ireland to japan they divided into many lovely daughters to be counterparts to those they wove for when they wove a male they divided into a female to the woven male in opaque hardness they cut fibres from the rocks groaning in pain they weaved calling the rocks atomic origins or existence denying eternity by the atheistical epicurean philosophy of albion's tree such are the feminine and masculine when separated from man they call the rocks parents of men and adore the frowning chaos dancing around in howling pain clothed in the bloody veil hiding albion's sons within the veil 
closing Jerusalem's sons without, to feed with their souls the spectres of Albion, ashamed to give love openly to the piteous and merciful man, counting him an imbecile mockery, but the warrior they adore, and his revenge cherish with the blood of the innocent. They drink up Dan and Gad to feed with milk, Schofield and Cotto. They strip off Joseph's coat and dip it in the blood of battle. Tirza sits weeping to hear the shrieks of the dying. Her knife of flint is in her hand. She passes it over the howling victim. The daughters weave their work in loud cries over the rock of Horeb, still eyeing Albion's cliffs eagerly, seizing and twisting the threads of Vala and Jerusalem, running from mountain to mountain over the whole earth. Loud the warriors rage in Beth Peor, beneath the iron whips of their captains and consecrated banners. Loud the sun and moon rage in the conflict. Loud the stars shout in the night of battle, and their spears grow to their hands with blood, weaving the deaths of the mighty into a tabernacle for Rahab and Tirzah, till the great polypus of generation covered the earth. In Verulam, the polypus's head, winding around his bulk through Rochester and Chichester and Exeter and Salisbury to Bristol, and his heart beat strong on Salisbury Plain, shooting out fibres round the earth through Gaul and Italy and Greece, and along the sea of Rephaim, into Judea, to Sodom and Gomorrah, thence to India, China, and Japan. The twelve daughters in Rahab and Tirzah have circumscribed the brain beneath, and pierced it through the midst with a golden pin. Blood hath stained her fair side beneath her bosom. O oh, thou poor human form, said she, O oh, thou poor child of woe, why wilt thou wander away from Tirzah? Why me compel to bind thee? If thou dost go away from me, I shall consume upon these rocks, these fibres of thine eyes, that used to beam in distant heavens away from me, I have bound down with a hot iron, these nostrils that expanded with delight in morning skies i have bent downward with lead melted in my roaring furnaces of affliction of love of sweet despair of torment unendurable my soul is seven furnaces incessant roars the bellows upon my terribly flaming heart the molten metal runs in channels through my fiery limbs o oh, love o oh, pity O oh, fear, O oh, pain, O oh, the pangs, the bitter pangs of love forsaken. Ephraim was a wilderness of joy where all my wild beasts ran. 
the river canal wandered by my sweet manasseh's side to see the boy spring into heavens sounding from my sight go noah fetch the girdle of strong brass eat it red hot press it around the loins of this ever-expanding cruelty shriek not so my only love i refuse thy joys i drink thy shrieks because hand and hile are cruel and obdurate to me o schofield why art thou cruel lo joseph is thine to make you one to weave you both in the same mantle of skin bind him down sisters bind him down on evil mount of cursing malak come forth from lebanon and hoglark from mount sinai come circumscribe this tongue of sweets and with a screw of iron fasten this ear into the rock milka the task is thine weep not so sisters weep not so our life depends on this all mercy and truth are fled away from shechem and mount gilead unless my beloved is bound upon the stems of vegetation and thus the warriors cry in the hot day of victory in songs look the beautiful daughter of albion sits naked upon the stone her panting victim beside her her heart is drunk with blood though her brain is not drunk with wine she goes forth from albion in pride of beauty in cruelty of holiness in the brightness of her tabernacle and her ark and secret place the beautiful daughter of albion delights the eyes of the kings their hearts and the hearts of their warriors glow hot before thor and frigga o moloch o chemosh o bacchus o venus o double god of generation the heavens are cut like a mantle around from the cliffs of albion across europe across africa in howlings and deadly war a sheet and veil and curtain of blood is let down from heaven across the hills of ephraim and down mount olivet to the valley of the jebusite moloch rejoices in heaven he sees the twelve daughters naked upon the twelve stones themselves condensing to rocks and into the ribs of a man lo they shoot forth in tender nerves across europe and asia lo they rest upon the tribes where their panting victims lie moloch rushes into the kings in love to the beautiful daughters but they frown and delight in cruelty refusing all other joys bring your offerings your first begotten pampered with milk and blood your first-born of seven years old be they males 
or females to the beautiful daughters of albion they sport before the kings clothed in the skin of the victim blood human blood is the life and delightful food of the warrior the well-fed warrior's flesh of him who is slain in war fills the valleys of ephraim with breeding women walking in pride and bringing forth under green trees with pleasure without pain for their food is blood of the captive moloch rejoices through the land from Havilah to shur he rejoices in moral law and its severe penalties loud shaddai and jehovah thunder above when they see the twelve panting victims on the twelve stones of power and the beautiful daughters of albion if you dare rend their veil with your spear you are healed of love from the hills of camberwell and wimbledon from the valleys of walton and esher from stonehenge and from maiden's cove jerusalem's pillars fall in the rendings of fierce war over france and germany upon the rhine and danube reuben and benjamin flee they hide in the valley of raphaim why trembles the warrior's limbs when he beholds thy beauty spotted with victim's blood by the fires of thy secret tabernacle and thy ark and holy place at thy frowns at thy dire revenge smitten as yutza of old his armour is softened his spear and sword faint in his hand from albion across great tartary o beautiful daughter of albion cruelty is thy delight o virgin of terrible eyes who dwellest by valleys of springs beneath the mountains of lebanon in the city of rehob in hamath taught to touch the harp to dance in the circle of warriors before the kings of canaan to cut the flesh from the victim to roast the flesh in fire to examine the infant's limbs in cruelties of holiness to refuse the joys of love to bring the spies from egypt to raise jealousy in the bosoms of the twelve kings of canaan then to let the spies depart to meribah kadash to the place of the amalekite i am drunk with unsatiated love i must rush again to war for the virgin has frowned and refused sometimes i curse and sometimes bless thy fascinating beauty once man was occupied in intellectual pleasures and energies but now my soul is harrowed with grief and fear and love and desire and now i hate and now i love and intellect is no more there is no time for anything but the torments of love and desire the feminine and masculine shadow soft mild and ever varying in beauty are shadows now no more but rocks in horror end of chapter eleven